Um, many times, uh, someone who is XY chromosomally but did not develop as a male, their ovaries will be underdeveloped testicles sure. that are in their body where the ovaries would be. Because be. they're the same structure. Right, yeah. yeah. Without, without the testosterone and, and male-inducing hormones, uh, you have ovaries. Right, right. With that in utero, they turn into testicles. Right. They're the same structure. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Yeah. Hey, I've got a, I've got a topic for the Hopper. Um, there's so many topics related to this, and I really think it's the starting point. Um, if we're going to talk about... Uh, homosexuality and the the church's response, which I know we we are going to at yes, some point. Yes, of gonna, course. If we're going to talk about transgenderism and uh, uh, you know men playing in women's sports, and we need to start with the intersex conversation. Okay, that makes perfect sense. I'm glad that you said that because we've had a bunch of people ask us to address some of those issues that seem to me are a little bit further downstream than this yes, one. Yes, yes, th- because this one addresses the biology. Yeah. And uh, and then you've got to come to terms with this okay. um, before you move on to other areas, in my opinion. So, yeah. you know, the, the LGBTQ, um, the, an acronym, keeps getting longer. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, and for those of you who don't know what this means, let me just go over that briefly. Uh, lesbian, you know, is a woman who has sexual attraction for a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, gay is a man who has sexual attraction for another man. Bisexual, you have sexual attraction for both. A transsexual is um, someone who is trying to transition from one gender or is in some various stages of of between genders. Right. Um, Queer uh, used to mean strange or uh, it was a slur. Now it just means that you're questioning. um, We're not quite sure where you fit in sexually, maybe. Um, yeah, there are other categories. Uh, for for example, someone who is asexual or pansexual, they talk about right. that. Like a queer, then becomes kind of a my understanding, a kind of a catch all for a lot of those kind yeah. of yeah. And then they keep adding like that's one of the things that they've added. There's even this new term kink. Have you heard this one? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's someone who is kinky, right? Um, which means unconventional in their sexual appetites. Right. Um, right you right. ever heard of Furbies? Yes. Yeah. So Furby is someone who, who wants to wear an animal suit. Right. And have sexual relations with another person in an animal suit, right. like a couple hamsters or something. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> so, not my thing. Yeah, so that that definitely is kinky. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you want to call yourself a kink, that's up to you. But um, So the, the LGBTQ keeps getting longer, and so they started putting a plus there. Right. Like, uh, For, and everything a, a else. Plus. Yeah. yeah. But one of those is the I, and that is intersex. Right. And I feel um, differently about this category than many of the others. Okay. Because it has less to do with your um, affinities or your enculturation or your self-identification. It has more to do with just your biology. Mm-hmm. And I've also found that there is a, a tremendous amount of ignorance on this topic. Okay. Um, and so we need to talk about it. And I'll, I'll tell you my story in understanding this was I was, a same as you, I was a biology degree in, in undergrad. Yeah. And uh, we had a question and answer period with one of our teachers, and I, I was always known for asking some odd questions. Still I'm are. Always on the, yeah, I'm always looking for, uh, for knowledge and uh-huh. understanding. Yeah. Um, and I asked him why men had nipples. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you know, what's the point there? Sure. And he told me something fascinating. Okay. Uh, he said that every baby, XX or XY, no matter what their chromosomes are, Every baby is determined or is, is set to be a female. Yes. Until the Y chromosome turns on a great infusion of testosterone and other hormones that then change the development from female to male. Yeah, so uh, let, me, let me stop you right there because you've already, when you said uh, every baby is female... But then you've got some of those that you said, some of those females have XY sex chromosomes. And so then this is exactly the question I think you're addressing is, what what does it mean to be male? What does it mean to be female? If you're saying that you have a female with an XY sex chromosome. 
Yeah, so I'll right. get into that. Yeah, okay, so that, that's yeah. one of the I hear you. one of the I various hear you. issues, right? Yeah. Um, uh, are they male or female? What are they? Well, yes. the, the catch-all phrase is they're intersex. Right. Um, but uh, so when there are all these uh, possibilities, of what can go wrong? That's just one of them. But that, I think there what are you, so many. I think what you meant, what you mean, if I understand you right, is that in in the womb, that that all people, no matter their sex chromosomes, develop identically until a Y chromosome, if it's present, turns on a particular hormone. Is that right? So, well, typically, right? Okay, or, yeah. or, or let's just say the presence of testosterone and other male-forming hormones. Yeah, I see. Okay. Uh, or chemicals. Okay, so um, without those, yeah. if those are not present, then every baby continues in the development of female. Correct. Yes, I see okay. what you mean. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can imagine this yes. causes all kinds of issues. It, say, for example, you are a twin. Okay. You're a female... XX female, female genitalia, um, and your your neighboring baby is a male, uh-huh. XY, and that Y turns on, and the genes turn on, and testosterone is produced, sure. and there's an excess of testosterone, and you get some of that in utero. Okay. Okay, now, you were not going to be a male, you didn't have that Y chromosome, but now you've gotten a hormone that develops masculinity. Does that happen sometimes? It happens. Yes, okay. and so okay. now you have a, a male child who's born, and then you have m- perhaps a confused uh, child because the hormone not only changes your body, it changes your mind. Yeah. Uh, men and women think differently Yes. based upon testosterone and other hormones. Yes. The hormones guide who we are and who we become, um, as, and they are regulated, supposedly, supposed to be regulated by our chromosomes. Right. And, and by and large, throughout history, there are two groups of people. There are men and women. Correct. But that is not always the case. Right. Um, so uh, you could have a child who, who, in that case, is not only confused, but could have some uh, sexual characteristics that are male. Okay. Uh, so there are babies, because of these anomalies, that are born with both sexual genitalia um, or neither. Mm. Um, or they're in some process. There's yeah. some. They're, they're somewhere in between. Yes. Because the the for a variety of reasons, um, some of them are chromosomal. There's XXY. There's uh, trisomy X. Um, there is uh, uh, the XY that then fails to produce testosterone, mm. Mm. and that person will present as a woman, and they yes. will probably live their whole lives as a woman until yeah. they try to conceive. Mm. And then they, 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 they're infertile, and they go and they get some tests done, and they realize that maybe they didn't have a uterus. Maybe their ovaries are actually underdeveloped testicles, and mm. that they're chromosomally XY. Yeah. And their whole life, they were supposed to have been, according to the DNA, a male. Right. But the testosterone surge never happened. They developed as a female, and they've lived their lives as a female. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so that's just one of these all kinds of issues that could happen. Yeah, and so when a child is born, um, is is it that they have a large clitoris or is it a micro penis? Mm. Um, because those are the same structure. Right, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. and so um, and the scrotum is it is do they have a scrotum? Do they have labia? That's the same tissue. Right. So if you have that testosterone, it tells what would have been labia minor to turn into. Scrotal tissue. Scrotal tissue, yeah. And so babies are born with, is it a divided scrotum or is it a conjoined labia? Mm. Which is it? Mm. You see? Yeah. Um, and so these things can be confusing and difficult. And can you imagine wow. what it must have been like to grow up, especially in our era, yeah. um, as an intersex child, a mm. sexually mm. Um, uh, difficult to determine yeah. um, child? And I'll tell you a story in the locker room in middle school. Okay. We were doing the scoliosis test. Remember those? Everyone had to take off their shirts and yeah, stand in line. Right. And you had to bend over while they looked at your spine. Yep. To see if you had scoliosis. Yeah. And in our locker room, there was a young boy who had breasts. Mm. And I'm not talking about man boobs. I'm talking about feminine breasts. Yeah. And no one knew this until we had to stand in line for the wow. scoliosis test. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he could discreetly change. You could, we used to dress out for PE back in those days. Sure. You had your but locker were, and you PE can, clothes. You and, can face the locker and the door is half yeah. open and so then you can like face into it or whatever. Yeah. And he was standing there with his arms crossed and then someone 
saw and ripped his arms open and mm. people pointed and they laughed sure and he said get off leave me alone and the the gym at that time, the locker room, yeah. if you remember, was kind of like a wild kingdom. Yeah. I mean, there's like 15 minutes before you right. went out to do PE where you're supposed to have been changing. And there's no adult and in there. And the coaches are yeah. just in their office, like yeah. jaw jacking, having, right. you know, taking their day easy. Yep. And you're out there with who knows what going yep. on. Yeah. Um, no supervision. That was. That's how it was for me, too. Yeah. yeah. That was the locker room. And, and and then you come back in from PE, and there's another 15 another minutes 15 where you're, minutes, you're yeah. getting dressed uh-huh. again, and, and crazy things can happen. Yeah. Well, this kid was ridiculed. Sure. He was laughed at and bullied, and who knows what kind of long-lasting uh, oh, problems, my goodness. psychologically. Wow. Yeah. Uh, who knows even what the, the physical problems yeah, he had sure. to, to endure and deal with, and, sure. and trying to keep that hidden, and then to have it exposed. That's dreadful. Horrible. That's mean and and damaging. Yeah. And this is what kids do in their yeah. ignorance. Yeah. Right? So you and I grew up in a time where we have what we call a binary. Sure. Gender, right? Male and female. Male, female. Yep. And, um, but there is a small group of people where it is not so biologically clear. Yeah. And therefore, we have to look at other factors as to what what is going to make gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is the chromosomes. Sure. Uh, what What is the blueprint? Well, sometimes right. the blueprint is messed up, like I said. Sure. Um, there, you can have XXXY chromosomes. Wow, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, and there's XO chromosomes, and there's you know so the, the and these things have different. By o, you mean it just doesn't exist. Yeah, there's no Y. Um, there's and, no or other, not, no not, other X. Not another X. Just yeah. like one, wow. Okay. Um, and so they have to take into account other things than just what you present. Um, yeah, sure. You know, you, when you, the baby is born, they look at the genitalia and say, oh, it's a girl. Right. Uh, or it's a boy. But when they, they might not know that it's, it's a girl, but it's actually XY. Yeah. And the hormones didn't produce. So, so you, have to, you have to consider hormone production yep. and hormone response. Mm. Did the hormones do what they're supposed to do? Did the yeah. body respond appropriately? Right. By and large, this is, it, we do have a binary. Most people throughout human history are either male or female. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, but I'm there. In this small category, there we have to take into account their not only their, their genitals but their intersex organs. Sure. What kind of gonads do they have? Do they have a uterus or not a uterus? Um, and then at puberty, this can change also. Oh yeah, because hormones go crazy then. Yeah. So they have secondary sex characteristics that have to be brought into to account. You for mean that. like a deep voice and breasts and yeah. So that, back in the day, the word was hermaphrodite. Yeah, that word has gone away. Yeah, um, but it was someone who presented as a female, uh-huh. and then when puberty hit, their clitoris grew into a penis. They developed a large larynx and a deep voice. They started getting body hair, and then you're like, "Whoa, um, we thought this was a girl. It was probably a boy genetically that did not present as a boy from some I see failed hormone uh, right. production or response, but then." Yeah. They did develop yeah. testicles. Maybe they're up in the body. Anyway, but they're now producing testosterone right? Uh, and puberty, and you have secondary sex characteristics. How okay. confusing okay. would that be for oh, someone? Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine it. What kind of compassion ought we to have oh. for someone who grows up before puberty thinking they're a girl and then experiences that kind of change? And all of a sudden testicles descend. Yeah. and They're going to feel like an alien. Totally. They're going to feel like, some, like they don't belong here. Yeah. Right, and they don't belong in their body. Right, and who are they? Yeah, um, we need to be very compassionate, absolutely, uh, towards folks who have these conditions. This is a biological anomalies. Yeah. Um, now, let me ask you this. Okay. Um, how many people do you think, if you were to guess? I was or, just wondering that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how many people? I, you know, I. Unlike what you're talking about in the locker room experience, I don't know that I've ever met anyone like this. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, probably I have and right. just didn't know it. Right. Uh, so it's you know this is an issue that I don't know that much about, um, but I'm glad for you to bring it to my attention. What, uh, boy, how many people? So you're talking about like a percentage of yeah, the population? Yeah, what percentage would you guess? Boy, I'm going to say 1%. One percent. That's a great guess. Um, okay. So the 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 official numbers uh-huh. are, are one point seven percent. Okay. However, I want to take issue with that if I can. Okay. Um, 
the ones that are that are born where they the doctor can't make a determination are more like 0. 0.05, 0.06%. Okay. Okay. Um and so that's one out of every 200 births or something like that. Uh that would be the 0.02 would be 2 out of 1000 or sorry 10,000. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 0.06% is 6 out of 10,000 births. Six out of ten thousand births. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Super I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So very, very rare. Uh huh. However, if you add in the the whole package of genetic anomalies and yeah. chromosomal changes, it's more like one point seven percent. Okay. Which is you know one point seven out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, and that is close to the number of redheads. Uh, oh, like yeah. me statistically, yeah, yeah, like you. Okay. Um, and so that's that's a large group of people. But I imagine yeah. it doesn't run in families the way redheads does. Um, it does. Does it? It can, yes. Okay, okay. There was a tribe that, uh, I can't remember where the tribe, this is information I haven't looked at recently. This okay. is back from college. But there was a tribe that, were, that, that hermaphrodites were very common. Huh, okay. Uh, which is clearly a genetic issue. Yeah, right? interesting. Um, so here's the thing. There are people, well-intended people, yeah. who who say, we need to show such compassion. Uh, we need to receive these people as people, as image bearers. And I absolutely agree. 100%. With that heart. Oh, yeah. Um, but in doing that, they want to make these numbers larger than I think they need to be. And they're also trying to tear down the binary of male-female okay. into what is called a spectrum, gender okay. spectrum. Oh, I see. Yes. And I want to caution against that. Okay. Um, while saying you need to be aware of these genetic and biological differences, and you need to be super compassionate and and show great humanity. Yeah. But I think the numbers are elevated so that it appears to be a bigger group than is reality. And let me let me explain. Yeah. A lot of these anomalies. Although I think they can fit safely in the category of intersex in that 1.7%, okay, they still pretty handily resemble a binary. I see. So you're saying some of them are like male almost completely, but there's this one little yeah. thing that which qualifies them to be called intersex and be in the 1.7%. Yeah. But they're not in that much lower percentage where we really don't know what we're right. dealing so with. So in here. that one, like it's really, it's pretty clear what. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're, you know, a woman who is X Y. Yeah. Um, for all practical purposes, she grows up as a woman. Yeah. And and she doesn't even know otherwise. Like I said, typically until later in life. So it could be that someone could be forty, fifty years old, and and somehow yes. a genetic find, test, and you they say find out, and, yes. you know, a person's married, and they have like uh, there's and there's no confusion, there's no struggle, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, your sex chromosomes are different than what you thought. Yes. Okay. And probably they found out because they were unable to conceive, and they did some testing. I see. And so you're yeah. you're talking about. Um, that a lot of the people in that 1.7% are like that. Yeah, or some other, because there's a lot of these varieties. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, but they typically are not that confusing. Sure. Um, and so the question, this, this, of course, brings in a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. Um, where does surgery play a role or does it mm. play a role? Mm. Um, when do, does someone try to um, fully grasp the the gender that they believe they were assigned. Um, in other words, do you play a role in gender? Because I, I would say that you do play a role. Of course. That role-playing is a part of gender development. Yes, yes. That there yes. is an enculturation, there is an expectation. Yes. Right. And I'll give you an example. Um, my family expects me as the father to be strong, to be capable. Yeah. Um, they do not like it when I fall apart in tears. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's destabilizing to them. Yeah, it's it's discouraging and difficult. They need me to be strong. Yeah, uh, is that is that a masculine characteristic? Probably, maybe. I, you know, we got to be careful here. Um, but they do have an expectation of me to be stable, mm-hmm. and I don't always feel stable. There are times when I have to play the role. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So. Um, so all these, th- this brings it a variety of 
complicated See, but I factors. would say that that's true for a lot of women, too. Absolutely. Who, who not only head households, but also women who are in partnership with, uh, you know, another adult uh, who, in, in terms of running the household, that they also need to be strong. So, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure that that's a uniquely um, masculine right. quality. I think it's a quality yeah. of an adult. Yeah. That times, at times, Absolutely. like, I feel like I gotta, I'm falling apart, but mm-hmm. I gotta play the role of being strong here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which brings us to all kinds of questions. Sure. Um, and, and we'll get to those in a minute. Um, okay. But let's back up to the, the issue of how these people are treated. The intersex people, you yes. Mean. Yeah, intersex uh-huh. folks, historically, if people are aware of it, right. have been treated as um, freaks. Sure. There's been lots of covering well, like, up. Like the guy, literally yeah. covering up freaks, yes. the guy in your uh, gym class. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh-huh. Um, they have often been lied to okay. because doctors uh, at times have thought that it was best for them to just think of themselves as a female or a male mm-hmm. and that they would then tell them that's who they are, what they are, okay. and, without giving them the full story. Yeah. And then later in life, they feel... Uh, something is off or something is different and then they realize they've been lied to. Yeah, sure. I don't think that's ever a good solution. It's terrible. Um, other times there have been there have been operations that they did not request. They happened in infancy or childhood. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, many times uh, someone who is XY chromosomally but did not develop as a male, their ovaries will be underdeveloped testicles sure. that are in their body where the ovaries would be. Because be. they're the same structure. Right, yeah. Yeah, without without the testosterone and and male inducing hormones, uh, you have ovaries. Right, right. With that in utero, they turn into testicles. Right, they're the same structure. Right, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, they're at risk of developing cancer, um, or they might they might produce some testosterone and produce secondary sex characteristics, which would be very unsettling. Yeah, sure. And so doctors have made decisions to remove them mm. surgically. Um, now that has long-lasting implications for that person. Oh, yeah. As in, were they able to reproduce, and now they're not? Not anymore. Now, you've taken that away from them? Right. Or do they have to take medications for the rest of their lives that they have to pay for? Right. Because of a decision that you made that they did not make? Right. These are very complicated. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, quagmires. Um, what kind of therapies have people yeah. had to be succumbed to? Are they yeah, good or sure. are they bad? Sure. Lots of questions to be answered there. Um, so how are people to be treated? Obviously, they're not to be shamed. Oh, um, yeah. They're not to be bullied. They're not to be shunned. Um, but is the answer to make a, a gender spectrum, or is the answer to try to move people toward a gender binary? What are your thoughts? Boy, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what I see in Scripture in in because um, that when you're talking about what should we do, my impetus mm-hmm. is always to go back to scripture. Yeah, and I don't think the scripture talks about intersex issues directly at all. Um, is that right? I yeah, I think it does. Um, okay. It dep- well, then that's exactly soon, where I would want to yeah, go. Okay. Well, uh, as soon as I say it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Jesus, in talking about celibacy, mentions eunuchs. Yeah, eunuchs. And a eunuch. Oh, yes. Yeah, tell, okay. Tell people what a eunuch was. So a eunuch um, is in uh, a um, servant of the royal family who um, yeah, would serve them, not part of the royal family, but a servant who would be impotent. And and I think Jesus says some are eunuchs by choice and some are eunuchs not by choice. And then he talks about them. Um, but yeah, they would be. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Let me l- let me put a finer tip on it. Thank you. Yeah. The, oh, that's um, a great way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, he says that that uh, a eunuch was someone who a boy whose testicles were removed so that he could be in the service of the king and his harem without them uh, actually having secondary right. sex characteristics or sex drive. There would be no risk of them uh, sexually involving themselves with the harem. They're not really sexually um, attractive yeah, to so people, and they're not sexually attracted to others. They don't develop secondary sex characteristics because right. their testicles were removed. Right. 
that is uh, that is what a eunuch is most technically in history. I see. Okay. And some people believe that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were eunuchs. Um, okay. That, that would have been standard practice. I see. Um, and so Jesus says that some are eunuchs because men made them that way. Yeah. And others were born that way. I see. Yeah. So Jesus right there is acknowledging that there are sexual anomalies that are born yeah. into existence. Right? Okay. Okay. And then right bef- right after that, he talks about celibacy and that you can still have a very fruitful, productive, um, wonderful life, that this is part of the burden. That gets to the Christian ethic. It does. Right. And so if you're not a Christian, you're, you're going to reject that part. Right. right. If you are a Christian, you're going to say, what do I do with these anomalies? What do I do with same-sex attraction right. that can certainly stem from hormonal imbalances that happened in utero? Sure. You can certainly be born a homosexual. I absolutely agree mm-hmm. with that. Oh, Although yeah. I have also seen that, that it is very well conditioned by sexual abuse or okay. not connecting to your father. or There are other There seem factors. to be multiple reasons. There seem yeah. to be multiple reasons. Yeah. But Jesus, in saying some people were born eunuchs, Yeah. He's saying some people are born intersex, some people are born homosexual, some people are sexually not what the binary uh, expectation was. And that's kind of what a eunuch is, is someone who's right. not exactly a man. Right. Not a woman. But not a woman, Where for do they sure. Fit, right? Yeah. I, and, I, and it's interesting that if someone was a homosexual because they were abused, isn't that the same as someone who is a eunuch by force? Some other person I see the connection them there. Yeah. into this gender sexuality confusion right um right as some kind of violence right and jesus is saying this happens in he's very honest about what goes on right this happens in a variety of ways in the world yeah and it also it happens at birth or confusion with these genetic anomalies or things that didn't happen right with hormone response or production or what have you okay so my impetus always is to go right to the scripture to yeah, look yeah. and see what it says. And so, okay, I see what you're saying there. I think that's right. Um, but from the beginning, from creation, Genesis 1, and all the way through, it's uh, the it, it seems to me to be normative male and female. Right. That that distinction, or, or that, yeah, that binary is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And that they and that these two male and female are complementary to each other, and in many ways need each other to to be together to to because neither of them have all the characteristics that are needed for um, a society. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you, so you need these all through Scripture. So, yeah, I I don't I'm not that attracted to a to the normative concept of a spectrum of sex or gender. Uh-huh. Um, although I can understand where it's coming from, and in, and in one sense I'm, I'm willing to entertain the idea, but still, that, like you say, what is normal, and I say that in like, almost like a statistical sense of the word normal, right? Um, not merely typical, but normal, uh, is male and female. Yeah, and we are... Uh, and this intersex, it sounds like what you're saying, really, they deviate from the male or female, but it is uh, something that is um, not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And clearly thrust upon them. This is not a decision that they've made. Oh, I have yeah. no question about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. This is not based upon some sin of their parents it's or d- some right. failure on anyone's part. This is just, they're born that way. Yes, that's right. And Jesus right. acknowledges this. Right? Yes. The people are born this way. Yes. They have both parts or neither parts or whatever. Yeah, and they can't do anything about that. Yeah, and they're in some transition between male and female. We're not right. really sure who they are. Yes. Um, and the binary says, well, you must force them into one or the other. And the spectrum says, oh, no, how dare you? Uh, let there be a spectrum. Let there be people who are in and this And all of us, I had, I had someone tell me one time in a conversation as I was having about this, not exactly about intersex, but it was related to say, you said to me, you are without knowing me that well, you are part female and part male, and you, maybe you are more male than you are female, but all of us are on the spectrum in between. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, we, we both have est- estrogens. Sure. And women have testosterones. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, it's quantities and amounts. So I can see where they could say that chemically. Well, yeah. but that's if that's only if you say the testosterone and estrogen are the definition of male and female. Yeah, they're and not, I'm not the sure only. It is. They're not the only factor for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
And certainly our chromosomes um, tell us something, but they don't tell us everything. Sure, that's right. Yeah, um, because uh, you, you genetically supposed to be a female, genetically supposed to be a male, and it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, something didn't develop the way we expected it to, and that has implications down the road. Yeah. Um, so while I, I want to be super sensitive and super compassionate and super, in, in, like, show the humanity and the involvement of all people. Yeah. I, I don't want to reject the binary um, male-female, you know. Oh, for and, sure, and, yeah. And, and choice of a spectrum, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I want, to, I want super conservatives to acknowledge that this is a biological confusion. Oh, for sure. That those these people did not choose or pick or have any right. Yeah, and in some cases, we're not really sure whether we can call them male or female. Right, mm-hmm. but they are still people, mm-hmm. and they are oh, still yeah. image bearers. Made and in the image are, of God. They have dignity and glory. That's right. Um, now, uh, this is where it gets to. I think the sex ethic of okay. Christianity. Okay. Because Jesus then says uh, after this that that people can live a celibate life. Yeah. And they can have a great that, that you do not have to be expressing your sexuality to be a filled human being. That was unique to Christians, to the Christian sexual ethic, and no other um, religion or philosophy or sociological group that I know of at the time. That was absolutely unique to Jesus, and then yeah. Paul spells it out in First Corinthians seven really, really clearly that you don't have to have sex in order to live a fulfilled life. Yes. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that you can do more for the kingdom if you are not burdened with marriage and family. That's right. You have more time and energy to devote to God and what can further his agendas. Yeah. Um, and that is a gift and a blessing yes. to the world. Yes. Uh, how do you think our churches are dealing with that people group? That's a totally different... Totally, yeah. But... Uh, Just in brief. I have... Yeah, I've thought a lot about this and talked to a lot about... Uh, talked to a lot of people about it. And... We have done horribly, mm-hmm. really, really bad, and especially evangelical church in the last uh, few hundred years has been really, really horrible at it, and maybe even worse in the you know the last hundred years. Um, I'm all for focusing on the family um, because I've got a family, and I think mm-hmm. family is very important. However, we've done so to the detriment of our single brothers and sisters who have chosen a celibate life for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. that are incredibly elevated, not only by the life of Jesus himself, but also by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 7. And right. then through a millennia of brothers and sisters who have devoted themselves to celibacy, serving the church in monasteries and nunneries that um, have just done tremendous work for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, and in a Protestant world, and especially in America, we've got no way to help people do, think through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty poor at the whole category. And so um, I understand folks who are struggling because in the church, uh, yeah, I have a real problem with the church saying to intersex people or others who, who might fit into uh, difficult categories like this to say, oh, you should be celibate, but we have no way for them to form intimate friendships uh, that can be found otherwise, really only in marriage. And I love, in monastery, you can imagine a monastery, somebody is celibate, but has these lifelong committed relationships, committed to the group of people. So you've got these lifelong committed relationships that are, have the potential at least to be phenomenally intimate. And yeah, friendships that are absolutely deep and powerful. We just have nothing like that. We have yeah. nothing like that. Yeah, I think this is why I want to need to. We need to. Oh man! And and we will bring this back uh, with other topics: homosexuality and uh, the church's response to that. There's so much. We'll we'll get into these later uh, as we pull another hopper. But I promise. (laughs) But you can see why I think we needed to start here. Yeah. Um, Because you can hear someone saying, "Oh, I'm so tired of this androgynous crap," you know. And and I say, "Okay, if if what you're talking about." is the looseness of cultural expectation, the lack of role-playing toward gender, gender, the trying to tear down God's plan for male and female, then I totally agree. Yeah. I'm tired of that. Yeah. But are you ignoring the fact that some people are biologically androgynous and we need to figure out how to love them well and, and incorporate them into society and not treat them like a freak show? Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to, you know, what do we do with that? Oh, yeah. yeah. you got folks who say, I've heard this before. Yeah, he, uh, they just need to pick. Be a boy or be a girl. 
you know, one or the other. Just yeah. pick one. And I can understand for some people, that's yeah. just not really possible. Wow. Could you imagine all of your masculine affinities? Yeah. Your interest in women, your yeah. the sexual drive towards yeah. 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 girls, and you know, and uh, when you're in school, yeah. and, and your your lack of interest in boys. Sure. The uh, you know, I'm a very, uh, I, I guess, traditional man's man. I like to compete. I like athletics. Uh-huh. I, you know, uh-huh. like I, if I were to take all of that I feel in my mind and body and soul, um, and then somehow not match up in my body, that would be terrifically confusing. Oh, yeah. Terrifically difficult. Oh, yeah. And and I think, I, say I had the body of a woman. Yeah. Um, then who, who am I? Yes. Am I male or am I female? If I had all of these inclinations that right. I have in my mind. Right. Because, again, hormones change your body development, but they also change your mental development. Right, right. And there are things that are characteristically female and characteristically male based upon a, a lot of factors. Um, and so that we need to have some sort of grace and some sort of no willingness to have it. discussion about these things That's without right. throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, so along those lines, a couple of times now you've mentioned about, um, how, how have you put it, not stereotypical male and female, or mm-hmm. uh, gender roles, playing gender right. roles. And there are some, maybe this is a different topic, but there are some of those roles that I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. But then some roles I think are are... Terrible, archaic should be should be done away with. So when you say a man's yeah. man, right? So competing in sports and stuff, I've never really had that drive. Certainly not with sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't. You and when you were younger, were a great basketball player, and you know, uh, and now you got other. For me, I like to run, as you know. But yeah, yeah I'm always I'm a back of the pack runner at best. Um, sometimes when I run a race, uh, which I love to do. You know, everybody's there's no finish line. People are packing up and going home, and, and you know, right. when when I get to the finish line, and I still love doing it. But like I said, that's not my that's not my thing. I'm an indoor cat. I I like to read, and right, I like right. to read poetry, and you know that some very, right. and I married a woman who is a pilot and a firefighter. Um. And, and fixes things. And and she loves to work yeah. around the house. We bought an old house, and she fixes, she redid our, our bathroom. I, we When we got married, we registered for at Home Depot for our wedding registry. Right, right. And she did all of that. I don't have any tools. I don't own any tools. But I have a whole shed of tools that she owns, and I don't even know the names of most of them. Right. And I work inside, and I sit and talk with people for a living, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the—and so I don't feel— but I feel very masculine. Yeah. But there are people that would say that I'm lacking in those traits. And so I, 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 when you say gender roles and like fulfilling gender roles, there's a sense, in some senses, my wife and I fulfill very uh, clear gender roles. And other ones, we are nowhere close. Right. I work with a bunch of nurses and she works with a bunch of pilots. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's how. Yeah. Anyway, what do yeah. you think about that? Well, yeah, I think that that's a really good example of the societal piece or the enculturated piece. Yeah. Um, and and I can hear someone arguing that this is, uh, you know, when when you they've done facial recognition pictures and they said that the testosterone in larger amounts produce these characteristics and estrogens in large amounts produce these characteristics. And so they do line up this spectrum of development. Even apart right. from hair, like just looking uh, just at a face. Just looking at their face, just Is their bone right? structure. I didn't really think yeah. about that. Okay. And you can see these differences. Like the, the, more, the more you go toward the masculine side, yeah. uh, the bigger the chin and the jaw. And, okay. Um, yeah, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the greater the brow and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, we look like cavemen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, and they they've also done research to to show that that where you are on that uh, if you'll call it a continuum, mm-hmm. um, if you're if you're super masculine side that you are most attracted to the super feminine side, and that that so wherever you are in that that line, oh, you, that right? You're interested in your counterpart. Oh, on the opposite yeah. side. Okay. The the point that I want to make is that I believe there's a clear delineation. Yeah. There, there's a line, except for except for. Um, people in this this small category right called intersex um there the the categories are two yeah otherwise yeah yeah male and female yeah and so um you know whereas some guy is like a real uh, manly man if you want to call him that mm-hmm. doesn't to me doesn't mean that he is um he is more 
masculine or more an image bearer. In some ways, he may be less, right? Yeah. It depends on what we're talking about. It depends on what we're talking about. Yeah. So I think that, that we, uh, but I can also recognize there are guys who are, quote, manlier than I am. Okay. Yeah. That's a, okay, that's kind of what I'm getting at is yeah. what does that, what is that? Yeah, there, they, there are probably some good things and definitely some bad things about what it means to be manly yeah, or womanly. For sure. Or womanly. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And th- those are fascinating topics. Yeah, um, maybe I that's mean, a different thing. But we can, we, could, I, we can entertain that sort of, I mean, like, there are people who sit on the couch and put on more muscle than I ever could. Fair enough. I lifted weights religiously for years at a time. I, I could just never gain a lot of muscle mass. Yeah, yeah. Um, just couldn't do it. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe I didn't eat a good enough diet. But I think it's more genetic. Sure. And other guys who've done nothing, they just they worked on a farm, um, which is hard manual labor. Sure. But they they are giant. Yeah. Strong, blocky yeah. linemen that can bench seven hundred pounds. Right. Right. You know? uh, that's probably chemically driven, genetically and chemically driven. Sure. Right. That makes sense. Um, do I feel in their presence like less of a man? Um, well, in some regard, physically, maybe, maybe well, you may be afraid or intimidated, but they don't think that means you. Right. That's exactly. different from feeling less like yeah. a man. You know what? What makes me feel most like a man? Tell me. Um, taking responsibility for my family. Yeah, me too. Um, standing up for truth. Yes, um, me too. Taking some initiative to uh, to protect the innocent or to give voice to the weak. Or yes, 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 yes. That's when I feel most masculine. But maybe I have skewed perspectives on that as well. Well, and that's. So those are, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I feel that way too. That's how I have identified my own masculinity in mm-hmm. lots of ways. But those, I don't think, those are all things that we want women to do as well. And I'm not sure that a woman who does those things we would consider to be feminine. I mean, to be masculine, rather. Mm-hmm. Or less feminine. I don't know. That's that's the difficulty yeah. that I've got with this issue. Yeah, there, there's... I think there are nuances for sure. Of course. I do believe... Because there's something yeah. there, but I don't know how to put right. my finger on it. I do believe it's God's plan yeah. for children to have a father and a mother. I agree with and you. And that there are compliments there, that yes. we are compliments. And I think that, there's no question about that. That marriage is the greatest celebration of diversity. Yes. Different genders coming together yes. to have offspring. That's right. I believe that is God's plan. Yes. And we need to adhere to that and we need to stick to that, even though we have these biological anomalies, even though we have these categories of people that that uh, we need to show extra care to and extra sensitivity to. Um, unfortunately, the answer for them may be that they cannot embrace a gender. They cannot mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. in a direction that they can qualify themselves for a godly marriage and godly reproduction. Sure. Um, wow, that's going to make some people really mad. It is. It's going to hurt a lot of people. Um, but for Christians, I believe, if you're in this, if you cannot determine your part in the binary, we can call it a spectrum if you'd like, but the Christian ethic is suggesting that you either embrace a part, a role in the, the binary, or you do not reproduce. Is that what Jesus was talking about when he said some people are eunuchs from birth? Right. And then he goes on to talk about celibacy and living right. your life unto God. Uh, super controversial. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think that makes sense. Um, I think that we need to be really careful um, because I don't want people, uh, well, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't want to hear people, I don't want people to hear that those folks therefore cannot have a good godly life or have an impact in society or to do what they want to do. All of us in various ways are limited by our gender, by our... Um, proclivities by our hormones, by our lots of th- our circumstances in life, you know, by our economics, we're limited in lots of ways, and that's some. And some people are limited more than others in various ways, and so this is a limitation that these folks would have that they didn't choose. Uh, but there are many, many opportunities that they have as well. And in fact, what Paul says in First Corinthians seven is that that um, allows them a kind of freedom that some of us don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say, you said a, a moment ago about children, uh, that children, that God's design is for children to have uh, 
at least a mother and a father, um, I think he said, something, yeah. you know, to have two genders. And I'm with you 100%. I think that's exactly right. I would want to add a, a caveat to say yeah, for that's sure. not always possible. Correct. And in... By uh, conflict, by death, by a num- numerous by divorce, reasons. by there's yeah. there's lots of reasons why that may not be possible, um, and other arrangements for families, um, while not ideal, can still Absolutely. be much 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 better than, for example, pulling a child away from their parent or their family and uh-huh. trying to find a you know I've seen way too many conservative Christians say no a child is better in foster care than in this uh home situation mm. uh that doesn't look like uh we you need know, to be careful there that yeah. I think is re- so I just yeah. want to be I'm, I'm, I'm with glad you, you brought the, that up. That's that's a really important point. Yeah, and, and and church communities need to have their eyes on single parents in a in a particular way, and that could be a a, a father, not just a, a mother. I mean, single parents go both ways, and there have been periods of time where I've been the the quote caregiver. Oh, in sure. The home. sure, sure, and, sure. Um, you know, I I longed for work, and my wife longed to to come home. Yeah, um, and I, that that may be gender related, and probably is. But um, I, I, I'm a pretty good caregiver if I say so myself. I've, I've loved being a father. Yes. And I've loved the, uh, all of it, the yes. mundane parts of it. Yes. And the, uh, the disciplining and the, the training and the, the diaper changing even. I would you know, feed my babies in the middle of the night, and, and I, I've just loved every part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some guys don't. Sure. Uh, okay. You know, it, again, we could get into all kinds of tangents about what is male and female or what, you know, and what our culture yeah. has established and what God wants, what we For think sure. God wants. For sure. There is definitely some gray area though. Yeah. And we need to be really careful. We need to be really generous to yes. other people, especially if they're in this, this category. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Any other thoughts on that? I think I'm, I, I have a million thoughts, but I think that's yeah. a good stopping place for us today. Yeah, obviously, just like um, other big topics, there we could we could go on and on and on. This, I mean, we started off by saying this Certainly topic not really feeds into yeah. so many other topics. Certainly not yeah. comprehensive, but I think it's a good starting point. We're gonna if we're gonna get into talks about homosexuality, and we we need to know under, understand the biology first. That's good. That's yeah. good. So thanks, Dave. Yeah, man. Oh, you know, one more thing. I, th- okay. I do want to d- address this. Okay. Uh, there are lots of things we're going to have to leave. Um, we opened a can of worms. We're going to have to leave them all over the place. But I did There's mention... Worms all over yeah, this floor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pick up one of them and... and yeah, I did mention, like, uh, what ought we to do um, in terms of surgery. Uh, as I oh, mentioned, yeah. uh-huh. most of the people who have identified as intersex later in life who have had surgeries, are they are very unhappy about it. Yeah. Understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Let me let me just uh, paint a picture for you and see w- how you respond. Okay. Let's say that you had a child. Um, y- you and your wife have a baby. Mm-hmm. The baby is um, X Y chromosome, mm-hmm. and it has underdeveloped parts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little concerned about the the if it's a male or female. They do the test. They find that it's X Y. Um, and it appears that it's, it just hasn't quite fully developed. Um, so maybe the scrotum isn't quite closed or the, the, the penis is somewhere between a penis and a clitoris. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think you would do? Would you, would you make that decision for your child wow. and, wow. and wow. have the, the scrotum surgically closed and the testicles brought down? You know, what would you do? Yeah. For me, there's no question. My way of dealing with any kind of issue like this is to do a massive amount of research. I would want to read an enormous amount, talk to experts um, who have been doing this for a very long time, and then take all of that and summarize it as best I can with my wife and work with her on that decision. I can imagine that we've got no really confident... I would imagine that we're not going to come to a, a, a... decision that, okay, this is going to be really great. But my inclination, without having done all of that, is to not do anything, my inclination right now, without doing all that research, is to, and not talking with my wife, 
is to not do anything and do our best to raise the child mm-hmm. where he or she is. And, you know, yeah, with XY to refer to him as him and like try and figure out what that means for the future. But that's yeah. my inclination. I, but I'm, yeah. I'm not confident in that. I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, I'll give you one more example, then I'll, okay. I'll respond. Okay. Uh, okay. So they, um, you, you have a child, they are born and they look like a female, except okay. that the clitoris appears to be a penis. Yeah. Uh, they have a vagina and labia and all that. You do a number of tests. You see that their hormone levels are consistent with female. Their chromosomes are XX. And every other way, it appears um, that they are female. Yeah. Um, but this little girl has it's, a penis. Right. Yeah. For me, it's going to be the same exact uh-huh. answer. Okay. Uh, my yeah. inclination is just to leave it and to see what happens. Um, and, you know, maybe we need to do hormone therapy later. But honestly, it's research and talking with my wife, those are going mm-hmm. to be the the things that I would want to yeah. hit hard. Yeah. I'm not I, confident in my decision right now, I'll tell you. Yeah. I can tell you, as a younger, less educated person, yeah. I would have said, oh, I would surgically correct that yeah. and try to, to move toward the binary. Um, at, at this stage of life, I am where you are, and I would, I would caution everyone, uh, you need to be super, super careful in okay. electing surgery okay. Okay. on a different person, Yes, uh, even though you're the parent. Um, electing surgery on someone who is fairly healthy. I mean, you're talking yeah. about something different than yeah. like a heart defect or yeah. your lung isn't... Um, yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's a different thing, you know. And trying to and trying to normalize their gender. Right. You need to be super careful. Right, that's a different um, thing. And, yeah. and, and I would say you need to consider this as if we did not have the surgical procedures that we have today. Yeah. Now you're born 400 years ago. Right. What would you do? How would you parent? Yeah. Um, you need to think about that. Yeah. Um, this is challenging. There, there's Very. some gray area here and some stuff that we need to continue to talk about. But I just wanted to bring that up, that, that uh, some people think surgery is, is the answer, but most of the people who are intersex say they, they are furious about it. And that makes sense to me, that that kind of surgery, my first thought about it is that that is a desire to fix a problem mm-hmm. when really that's not, it's not going to. Yeah, It's not going to fix the problem. Understandably, you can see why these folks are arguing that you need to accept me as a person no matter what is between my legs, no matter what kind of genitalia or what kind of gonads or what kind of hormones I have. Like Some of these things are out of my control, and they affect who who I am and what I think and what I'm attracted to, and you just need to accept me as a person. Yep. Of course. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, again, there's a lot more here, but we need to wrap up. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Now it's your turn to join in the conversation. Are you an intersex person or do you know someone? We want to hear from you. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Let's keep the conversation about things that matter like this, the intersex issue, and also things that don't. And join us next time and let someone else know about the Hopper Podcast. Like and share and subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast.